Hi there, and welcome to Coffee with Phil, where our goal is to help you live a life of purpose on purpose. Walking with God sounds easy, but how many of you know it never follows the scripture prepared? In this podcast, Phil shares stories from his personal journey in the hopes that his experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly, will help you as you walk with God on your own journey. Grab your coffee and enjoy this practical and personal episode with your podcast host, Phil Strong. Well, g'day, welcome back. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Coffee with Phil. My name's Phil, I'm your host, and it's just a privilege to be sharing with you as this life of faith. We talk about faith made real. Uh, we're talking about the journey, and there's so many different aspects uh, to the journey. You want to um, want to scroll through the episodes. Just go back through, you know, uh, 2023 it was last year. Uh, we've got episodes numbered there. We've got headings there. There's transcripts there. There's links. Um, but look for look for something that's really going to spark you, because um, I, I'm trying to keep this really diverse, wide range to to help people on a journey. I'm trying to unpack and uncover uh, just some of the challenges that I'm walking through. Being really open about that, hopefully for you to your benefit. Uh, so that it's helpful. We want to make it practical. I don't just want you to listen to this and go, oh, that's nice for you. Uh, but I really want you to journey it and uh, and take it to the Lord and see what he'd say to you through the journey. Because, um, hey, we're supposed to do this together. Iron sharpens iron. Each one of us uh, in faith is family. So we're designed by God as family, created uh, to walk together so that we can help each other. Uh, so big shout out, uh, hope you're doing well and uh, I'm connecting this episode straight away, I'm connecting it to Coffee with Phil episode 57. So if you just landed here, um, it's going to make sense to you but it's a follow on to Coffee with Phil episode 57 um, with we're fighting the urge to escape um, and uh, today's episode, Coffee with Phil episode 58 uh, while we're having coffee together, we're going to talk about how to avoid escapism. And we're going to take it to uh, another level, hopefully, today. Um, so last time I talked about um, creating false realities, uh, looking um, outside of our reality to make a new world in our imagination, to avoid the pain or the struggle of our current reality. I talked in the last episode about how this is temptation. It's not you that's making this up. It's the fiery darts of the enemy of your soul who is sending these uh, to take you out. If you don't hold up the shield of faith, which is what we'll talk about today, uh, then you will come under attack and be prone to deception. And last time I talked about where that might lead. Hey, look, I just want to acknowledge that um, life's been really, really tough. For many of us, it's been, you know, five years or so. And like, but even within COVID, you know, like I think COVID's going to be something that we can hold up in hindsight to learn a lot from. As we were journeying through of it, none of us knew. None of us knew what we were walking into or trying to walk out of. And, uh, but we, we learned to hide during COVID, didn't we? We were put into isolation. We were told to stay safe. Um, and in fact, in some cases, there was a whole lot of fear tactics that were used through media or communication, or perhaps even some families uh, lived in fear. Um, and and so we learned to hide. We were, we were training ourselves to hide. And uh, the, I would say some people are still hiding. Some people have not learned to come out of isolation. Uh, and they're hiding from the current world 
and hoping that it passes them by. But uh, let me take that one level deeper uh, and say when we lived in sin and darkness, when we lived a life of deception, we learned to hide in our sin, did we not? You know, and I talked about this, Adam and Eve, what happened when they ate of the apple and they knew that they had taken God off the throne? Um, the first thing they did was hide. And God said, why are you hiding? And they're like, well, we knew that we were out of place with you. Uh, and so hiding, escapism is hiding. Escapism is hiding from God, being uh, living in a broken connection with God. And that's why we want to avoid escapism. And um, look, I've been processing this personally because, you know, my life is full of challenges and and I'm not outside or above the level, you know, like I don't live at this level where I get to avoid temptation. Like if anything, I suppose because I'm a minister, um, maybe the devil likes to target me more. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I, I'm, a, I'm an easy target. I, I actually don't know. But... Um, this is something that we all struggle with. And so why is this, I want to talk about at the beginning, why is this such a massive problem for believers? So in the context of Christian faith, we talk about a believer as someone who believes in Jesus. Uh, um, if we are calling ourselves a believer, that means we profess to believe in something or someone. And so in a Christian context, we believe in Christ. We profess Christ as the Son of God, the Bible says in Romans 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, um, then you will be saved. So therefore, if we're a believer... And it means we believe in something, or in our case, as Christians, we believe in someone. If our salvation or faith in God uh, is, is what we profess, then it means that we must therefore accept we are his child. Now, um, just recently I quoted, I'm just going to quickly get it up on the screen, Ephesians uh, 1, because I haven't got it memorized, but in verse 4, we see this, God chose us even before he made the world. God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his family, bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this is what he wanted to do, and it gave him Great pleasure. Now, what does this mean? This means that through, through, through what Jesus has done, we've become the children of God. Uh, this is, you know, just a, a just is just one oh one faith. But the reality is, guys, that you know we we've got to understand that if we say we're a believer, we're saying we believe in Jesus. If we say we're believing in Jesus, then we absolutely need to understand that we are God's children. Now, if we're saying we're God's children and we're saying that God's our Father, then we've got to accept that our Heavenly Father is always good. Now, this is just a fundamental kingdom of God principle. God is always good, even when life feels bad. God is still good. Our Heavenly Father is always good, even when life feels bad. God is always good. Now, if we are going to get tempted away from that truth, then we must say we're not a believer. 
and mm, oh, ouch, that's that's rough. Because what we're doing is we're doing exactly what Adam and Eve did. We're taking God off the throne. We're saying, no, you're not a good father. My life sucks, therefore you can't be good. So because you're not good, I'm going to create a different reality in my imagination. I'm going to escape into it in my thinking. I'm going to dream and hope and sometimes even live like that's my reality to avoid the pain of the struggle because I don't trust God is good. Oh, man. So, look, I'm saying this as a positive. I'm preaching this to myself to say, come on, Phil. You've got to admit that you do believe God is good. Yes, I do. God is always good. I give thanks to God for his His mercy is new every morning to me and his faithfulness is, is as strong as the sun. Well, if that's the case then I want to be a believer, then I've got to say God is good. Therefore, I can't allow myself to to slide into escapism and the fantasy of living in a false truth, which is different to what God says. So we're talking today, how do we avoid this escapism? Well, I want to, I want to hold up to you a flag that should encourage you Because God is good all the time, and because God is good all the time, we've got to know that he's taking us on a journey towards the goodness he wants us to live. God has put you there as his child, seated you next to his son Jesus, and he wants to point to you for all of eternity that you're an example of his goodness. So God's doing something. But... Here's the main point. If you divert from his reality, then you divert from your destiny. If you divert from his reality, meaning God's truth about you, for you, your future, then you will divert yourself from your destiny. God has good plans for all of us that he's actively leading us into. He's shaping us. He's discipling us. He's disciplining us. He's training us. He's strengthening us. He's building in us the demonstration of Christ to all the world. And yet some of us don't like the process. Some of us don't like the pain. Some of us don't like the struggle. (laughs) And by some of us, I mean me. You know, it's hard, man. It's hard. And and time and time again, I bang my head against the desk or my Bible or the car steering wheel. And I'm like, God, this is not easy. And he's like, I didn't make it to be easy. I made it so it would make you who I have already ordained for you to be. And I believe in you. And it's who I created you to be. And it's the destiny that I've prepared for you that I would point to you for all eternity as an example of my goodness. Why would I want to divert from that reality? See, to to escape into a false reality and a false truth means we're choosing alternate plans to what God's prepared, to God's plan and to God's process. We're saying, God, I'm taking you off the throne, just like Adam and Eve did. I'm taking you off the throne and I'm going to put myself there and I'm going to fabricate and create a different reality, a a fantasy about who I might be, who I might live with, or who I might do life with, where I might work, and the lifestyle I might enjoy. I'm taking you off the throne. I'm putting me on the throne. I'm saying, God, I'm in charge. And in doing so, we divert from our destiny. And God's like, hey, I want to lead you. And sometimes, you know, he leads us through the desert for 40 years, but he will ultimately hope 
that we will come to a place where we yield and say, God, you are good, you are true, and I want to talk through that process. So here's my point with regards to destiny. Here's a question for me and for you. What happens to the world if God's agents of change, meaning you and me, if, if we check out of our assignment? So God's got plans. He's got good things for you. He's got an assignment for you. He's got a place that you fit into his plan for the salvation of the world, big or small, doesn't matter. You know, not, none of us are Reinhard Bonnke. None of us are, are you know, a Mother Teresa because they've been and gone. They've done their assignment. But we've each got an assignment, even if it's just washing the dishes and putting them away. We've got an assignment. But what happens to the world if God's agents of change, which is you and me, if we choose to check out of our assignment and create a new reality for ourselves? The world misses out. The world misses out on seeing the love of God in action. The world misses out on seeing Christ in you, the hope of glory. The world misses out in in seeing the resurrection power of Christ alive in your testimony. And you're missing out. They're missing out on that because you decided to go a different way. And man, I've had to get back and into a place of repentance and saying, God, I am sorry for in any way that I have created a different reality around the way I think my life should go. And I repent of partnering with that. I just don't want it anymore. And, uh, and I want to I talk through that in a minute. So how are we going to deal with this? You know, um, th- this is this has been. I'm, I'm being honest with you. This has been a struggle for me because um, you know life's life's just been challenging, and and um, you know the people around me. I'm trying to work with and lead, and and we're we're do, we know we're staying connected. Like that's the big thing. I mean, if you break connection with those God's called you to journey with, you're at higher risk of getting sucked into this and becoming addicted to the fantasy of the false reality. So I've worked really hard at protecting connection, and um, you know, a couple of examples of that. Um, Kathy and I learned this years ago that you know we're going to face challenges. We're going to um, there's going to be something that comes to try and separate us. Uh, not so much as in, hey, look, you're no longer married, but even separate you from being in agreement with one another. And and the way that we protect that is to protect our connection. We learned this years ago, and uh, not <laughs> not early enough, not soon enough. But we often say, hey, look, we need to protect our connection. How do we protect our connection? We come together, we talk about things, we pray about things, and we, we come to a place where we can feel connected even if life is tough, right? So, so I've had to protect my connection with Kathy to make sure I don't get sucked into a false reality about living in a totally different place where she's not. Um, I've had to go back to this, um, you know, even though the devil says, are you sure you should be doing what you're doing? Is, is this the job for you? Are you you're really not the guy and I'm going, okay, well, I'm not asking you that question, but I'm prepared to ask the Lord that question. I'm prepared to take it to the Lord and protect my connection with him and say, Lord, I'm yielding myself to your plan, your process, your pathway, your purposes, and your timing. But just let me check in here. Am I in the right place? Am I doing, am I, am I doing what you asked me to do? And if the Lord says yes, then I bind myself to that. But it doesn't mean that it's not a struggle. It doesn't mean that the devil doesn't send a fiery dart my way and say, hey, man, look, what about this? Can I tempt you to consider a different reality? 
And so I want to um, finish in the end of this uh, with a couple of things. I want to talk about what I'm doing about it. I'm going to give you uh, four things which are absolutely simple, but they're just reminders for all of us. And then I've got uh, a link I'm going to put in the description. I'll read you a prayer that my friend wrote, uh, but I'm going, to, I'm going to put the link to her blog in, in, in the transcription at the bottom. So you'll be able to get that through the resources. So make sure you check it out. So, so what's the best way to avoid escapism? Well, what I've found, first step, is to refocus myself on the calling God's given me, the purpose he's given me, and the assignment he's given me. Now, you might say they're all one and the same thing, and I don't want to argue semantics. Um, I think there's... Um, there's a big life mission, and then there's assignments within that. That's the way I view life. So, um, you know, ultimately, we're called to become more like Jesus. Well, that's obviously our life. Uh, but what's what's inside that? What's got? Where has God planted us, and who's He planted us with, and why has He put us there? And so, it, it's not a bad idea just to get back on your knees in your prayer closet, or have a have a conversation with Him while you're driving in the car, and say, God, can you remind me? Take me back to the time. Remind me of when you called me into the season. And 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 I always say, what did God say? What did God say? Who were you with? How were you feeling? What did you hear God say? And how did you know to say yes? Because there will be conviction there. And we've got to reconnect with conviction. And as I'm saying that, I just uh, just sense that's the nugget of truth for you right now, wherever you are. You've got to reconnect with the conviction that God was shifting you into the space you're in now, and he's trying to confirm to you that you're in that space. Now, it's possible that season is closed, and if you ask that question, and God says, no, your grace has lifted off that, it's time to move. Well, then at least you know, right? Because you asked the right question. But usually I find when the devil is tempting us, he's tempting us away from what God has caught us into. He's not tempting you into what God is doing. So that's a, that's a bit unusual. So refocus on the calling, the purpose, the assignment. Just have an honest conversation with God. Um, grab a coffee. That's always a good idea. Or a cup of tea and a biscuit. Um, get a blank sheet of paper and just ask God some honest questions and just write down the first thing that, that you feel he's saying to you. Um, refocus so that you reconnect with the conviction. Key point there. The second thing to do uh, that I'm working on is removing clutter. I have shared openly and honestly in the last year about my quest to move toward a more slowed down spirituality, spending more time with Jesus and spending less time juggling balls, plates and issues that are distracting me from the main thing. It's like um, the other day I came home uh, and I said to Kathy, hey, how was your day? And, she, and she, she was at home for the day and she said, oh, I had a most productive day today. She said, I started off by clearing this drawer out and that led me to shift this thing here and then I tidied that drawer up to make room for this and, and by then I'd moved into my wardrobe and I tidied up these things and what was she doing? She was removing clutter. Sometimes the best thing we can do to avoid escapism is to take away the things that are wearing us down or distracting us from Jesus. And the simple way to say that is to remove clutter from your life. I've talked about um, safe boundaries with you before. I've talked about um, maybe even removing people from your life. I'm, I'm certainly talking about removing the temptations that the devil is firing at you. Uh, you don't want those um, around. 
Uh, so remove that clutter. The third thing that I want to share with you is to break agreement with the unclean spirit. Now, this is a formal thing. It's a transactional thing. Um, I believe that God is uh, hes pretty tight on order and uh, doing things the right way. And uh, look, there's grace for everything. But I think God is saying, I want to help you. But if you're still in agreement with the unclean spirit, I'd like you to break that agreement. And and so what you're doing is you're just saying, I, I break agreement with the unclean spirit that tempts me into a reality that's different than what God's got for me. I repent and I ask forgiveness. I'm turning away and I'm asking God to forgive me and I receive that forgiveness for the mistakes I've made. And as I do that, I'm going to receive right now from God. Uh, just a revelation that I'm his child, that I'm loved, that I'm walking with him in the coolness of the Garden of Eden, that we're closely connected and that I can hear his voice and I can follow his voice. And and that's just going to help you to come back to that place of walking with God. And finally, uh, fourthly, and I did talk about this in the last episode, in the Coffee with Phil episode 57, when I pointed you to Philippians chapter 4, is you want to um, connect with the strength of God. Because uh, you and me both, we don't have the strength to do this on our own. And I find when you give thanks to God, you receive from God the strength that's sufficient for the journey. Uh, Paul wrote this. It's a completely different passage. But in 2 Corinthians 12, he's like, Jesus, take this away. Struggle, take it away. And, and three times Paul said, take it away. And God said, no. And then Jesus says this. And I know it's Jesus because it's in red ink in my Bible. So that means clever people worked out. The spirit of Jesus was speaking to Paul. He said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So ask God for his strength. Ask Jesus to strengthen you. And uh, there's a way that you can do that. Um, So my friend Dawna De Silva, she wrote uh, several blogs uh, on something she's actually naming as a fantasy spirit. Uh, She's not creating things. She's just saying, look, if we give it a name based on how it tempts us, then it helps us to fight the right fight. Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what she said there, but she's she's shared on this post, and I'll put the link in the description below, on her blog, she said, here's a closing prayer, and I want to read it out over you. You can say yes and amen to agree with it, but perhaps you should actually find the prayer and pray it out loud in your car or in your prayer closet. Here's the closing prayer. Thank you, Jesus, that you have godly and healthy ways for me to deal with disappointment. I hand to you, Whatever negative belief is attaching to itself to me right now, I hand to you discouragement. I hand to you hopelessness. I hand to you the need to be rescued. I hand to you my desire to escape. I release myself and others from any unmet expectations. Reveal your truth to me and give me strategies to face reality with boldness. I ask for grace to walk in healthier ways of managing my expectations. Amen. Well, this was an interesting couple of episodes, and I really do hope and pray that as you you walk through this, 
um, that you find the freedom that God's prepared for you. Um, I have every expectation that God's highlighting these things and he's drawn you to listen to this podcast wherever you are, however you found this podcast. God's drawing you in because he's leading you into a greater degree of freedom uh, and reconnection with what he wants to do in your life. And uh, so as you do that, I would celebrate in advance in faith. I'm celebrating right now on behalf of you for what you're going to walk into the breakthrough that's coming for you and how you're going to be a representation of his love and his goodness to those that are around you. And praise and glory to be to God for the good things that he's doing in our lives. And if you want to reach out to me, you can uh, contact me through the channels that we publish this on and it would be great to connect with you so we can continue the journey of faith, uh, living faith, um, and just making it real and uh, doing it together, not doing it in isolation. So thanks for joining me on the episode of Coffee with Phil, and I look forward to catching up with you soon, sharing my life and being a part of your world as we do faith together. So take care and have a fantastic day.